We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome to Fireside Chat with Dr. June Knight. study today we are focusing on people pleasing boy could this fall to any one of us or what people pleasing it can it can fall to any one of us because we can all be tempted to put man above the Lord so I'm going everybody turn your Bible To Matthew 6. Let's go Matthew 6. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians. Alright, Matthew 6. There's 7. Okay, Bride, don't forget that I'm... Good morning, Miss Ruby. Good morning. I am using the King James Bible with the red edition, with the red letters. Uh, this is the Thompson Chain Reference Bible. This was my mama's Bible. Uh, Centennial Edition, red letter, by Kirk Bride. I like this because it has the little things, you know, the little markers. And then I like it because it has red in it. I like feeling Jesus there. <laughs> and so, today we are studying and repenting on the idol of man-pleasers. And this is so important that we tear this idol down because in order for us to fulfill what God has for us in this last day, we have to not have man uh, leading us, that we cannot worry about the eyes of men and what they think of us. We have to obey the Lord at all costs because man is going to end up killing us. We are coming in the days of martyrdom 
and we cannot be swayed by man's opinion. We have to just be swayed by God's opinion because if we look to man, we're going to end up falling. Because mankind wants to have their ears tickled. Mankind wants a feel-good gospel because it makes their flesh feel good. God wants us to preach the unadulterated word of God. The non-tickling, raw, uncut truth. Why? Because the truth is what's going to set people free. Truth is what's going to be the dividing sword of flesh and the spirit. You don't want to preach something that's going to cause people to not change. It's going to cause them to continue in their stupor, you know, because in our sin, we're walking in a stupor, ignorance, a rebellion type of deal. The only way to break the lie from the pits of hell is to speak the truth. And a lot of people don't want truth because they're afraid to change. I mean, there's many different motives why they don't want the truth. But as ministers, we have to be held accountable for speaking truth. So that they can be set free. Alright. So, remember that on my electronic Bible, I use the U version. Because I like the little man on there that reads to us. Okay, so let's go over here to Matthew chapter 6. I'm on Matthew now. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Okay, we're on Matthew chapter 6. Remember, I like the King James Version. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Miss Kathy. I like the King James Version because remember I told you the story of what happened to King James and how he was, uh, the Catholics wanted to assassinate him four or five times because he wrote the Word of God uh, in the English version for us, and they did not want that. And so I kind of feel like this is the original text versus the Hebrew and Greek. You know, this is to the English people. Okay, so uh, today we're focusing on the self-pleasing idol, because the body of Christ is not following the will of God because of fear of man's opinions and eyes over how God views us in his opinion. Today we're repenting on behalf of the church picking man over God. We repent for bowing to the will of man and the crowd over God's word. We repent for making a God out of pleasing our own self. We care more about our own image and what others think than preaching the word of God in power and obeying the Lord. We repent for looking at man's eyes and approval versus God's approval. Also, people-pleasing has given power to all the spirits of manipulation to have their way in the body of Christ for man's agenda. We repent for greediness and the spirit of witchcraft operating in this idol. We do not want to be like the politician in the Bible who washed his hands of Jesus' death because he wanted to please the crowd more than his conscience. Help us, Lord, to please you only. Okay, I want to say a couple of scriptures before we actually get started on uh, Matthew 6 having to do with people pleasing. Okay, Galatians 1 and 10 says, 
For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Come on now. And this is actually in uh, the English Standard Version. Okay, that's the English Standard. Okay, Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Proverbs 29.25. The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is saved. Come on now. And then Colossians 3.22. Slaves, obey in everything. Who are your earthly masters? Not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. And in Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. James 4, 4. You adulterous people! Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Lord, we don't want to be your enemy. Ephesians 6, 5-9 Slaves, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart as you would Christ, not by the way of eye service as people pleasers, but as servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, rendering service, with a good will as to the Lord and not to man, knowing that whatever good anyone does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether he is slave or free. Masters do the same to them and stop your threatening, knowing that he who is both their master is and yours in heaven and that there is no partiality with him. Second Timothy 4, 3 through 4 For the time is coming when people will not endure sound doctrine but having itching ears, what did we talk about, bride? Itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wandering off into myths. Remember, I told you at the beginning of this Bible study, truth does just like this. Bam! It cuts through the lies of the devil. It cuts through the nonsense. And it brings it to the table. This is the truth. You either do this or this. It's black and white. All right. Matthew 6.33. Well, we're going to read that, so let's not read that one. Romans 8.31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. Colossians 3.24. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Alright, Romans 8.31 What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Alright, so let's go ahead and start in chapter 6. We're in Matthew 6, and remember, I'm in the King James Version. Good morning, Belinda. Good morning, Jean. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, everybody. All right, here we go. Matthew 6. Take heed that ye do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory of men. 
I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Yes, Lord. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues, and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen mm -hmm. of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut to thy door, pray to thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions. Okay, pause, pause, pause. When it says right here, vain repetitions, you know, when I had that lady on there, the New Age woman, and she was talking about, she was revealing what is New Age, and she was talking about contemplated prayer. All right, contemplated prayer is kind of like that. It does chants, uh, where it repeats something over and over. That's what I think of when I hear this verse, where it says, do not do this. All right, let's keep going. It's the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them. For your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. Oh, After faith. this manner therefore pray ye. Our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Yes, let's say that with him. Our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Okay, let's say it with him. Thy kingdom come. come. Thy, thy will, will be, be done, done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. That's one thing the Pope is doing. I do not agree with him wanting to change the scripture. Where it says, lead us not into temptation. He's wanting to change that. Okay, let's keep going. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Yes, help us, Lord. Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance. For they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Okay, Brad, do you catch on to what's going on here? Good morning, Miss Sherry. Good morning, Kim. What God is saying is, is your heart, when you do things for the Lord, don't do it to be seen of men. It's the motive of the heart that God is talking about right here. So that is people pleasing. We're wanting to please people by acting so godly out there. All right, let's keep going. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. Oh, man, I didn't even think about that. People-pleasing the way you look to man as far as material things. That is going to be one of the idols we're going to address, and I think it's actually tomorrow or the day after. 
but that could be a form of man pleasing by how we look with material things. Good point, Lord. Here we go. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Also, bride, you know, that is another condition of the heart. It's not that God's against material things. For sure he's not. He wants us abundantly blessed. But it's when the things have us. And I think that's what he's saying in his word right here. He has no problem us driving an expensive car and living in a beautiful house. If, if he gave it to you, he gave it to you. You know what I'm saying? It's just, does it have us to where we think we're better than other people because we have that? And then we must know, bride, that nothing we have is ours. Whenever we think that what we have done is on our own skill or ours or, or we did it to ourselves, we are fallen because God is the giver of all good things. And if he thinks it's an idol in your life, he might take it away from you. Everything we have is only on loan. So when God gives you that beautiful house, it's because he has a purpose for it, you know. And if he wants you to give it to somebody else, he may want you to do that. Listen, I am saying God is the God of the impossible. I have known God to have people give keys to houses away. He's had people give away million-dollar ministries. People that have birthed ministries. Baby them. You know, whenever you birth a vision, it's a baby to you. I mean, you treasure this just like it's one of your children. It's a seed you birth into the earth. And the Lord may tell you one day, I want you to give that ministry over to this person. And you have to obey as bad as it hurts because you birthed it. It could be the same with your house. It could be the same with that brand new car that you love so much. We can never own our things. God owns it. And he does with it what he wills. And that's what he's saying right here in the scripture. Don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. Don't take pride in all that. Take pride in him. Because he may want to use it for another purpose. And that's the point of Christianity. Obeying him and not pleasing man. Let's keep going. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Yeah. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? Okay, let me pause right there. You know, in my book, when I talked about Shut the Gates, the book I wrote about sex, I talked about all the different gates in your life. And I talked about the eye gate. Did you know that in your eyes you can receive lust by, you know, looking at something and it caused you to lust? But did you know that you could also use your eyes to give lust? You can look at a man and just give him that certain look to where you're just letting him know, I am lusting after you. See what I mean? You're using your eyes, you're using your members for evil. And I believe that's what he's saying right here. Let's keep going here. No man can serve two masters, but either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. He cannot serve God and mammon. Oh, I think that right there is the root. Let me highlight that. 
You cannot serve God and mammon. Because think about this, bride. We're dealing with this idol today of people-pleasing. What is really the root of it? I mean, think about it. What is the root of wanting to please man? It's either you're walking in a spirit of fear, for sure, because you're fearing that they won't accept you, which is based off of a root of uh, bitterness and a root of rejection, or you're greedy. Meaning, I want to please man because I want something back. I, I have a motive. I have an ulterior motive. I want their money. I want their service to serve me. You know what I mean. So, Lord, we repent of that today. We do not want to serve mammon. We don't want to serve our own self. We want to. We don't want to serve another master, Lord. Whether the master is ourself, which is the devil. The flesh. We don't want to do that. We want to serve you. Let's keep going. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall Come drink. Come on! Nor yet yes, for your Lord. body, what ye shall put on, is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Yes. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Right there. Bam! That is it. What God is saying. Okay, you're up here in these scriptures and you're trying to please man. Because you have all these ulterior motives and you have these issues. But look, if you serve me, do you ever have to fear? This is God talking. Do you ever have to fear? Do not I even take care of the ravens and the birds? Don't I take care of the animals? Why would you not think I can take care of you? See, all of the people pleasing is fear. That is the ultimate root of it. Fear. Fear of losing your ministry. Fear of losing your house. Fear of losing everyone you love. Fear of how you're going to look. Fear of your own image. See what I mean? It's based off of fear. Lord, we reject that spirit of fear today. We renounce that spirit of fear. We tell it to go out of our life in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. And then it's so beautiful when God says it like this. Think of how he's saying this. I say unto you, take no thought for your life. When we consider our life, that's why we want to please. That's why we want to please man. Because of our own image. What you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on, is not the life more than the meat and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Isn't that beautiful, bride? I mean, you think of the children of Israel, how God took care of them. He kept them warm at night with the cloud of fire. And then he would feed them and he gave them manna every day and their shoes wouldn't run out. And I mean, he's such an amazing God. And really, if you think about it, it's a lie from the pits of hell that causes us to want to please man. Because the devil's talking in our ear telling us negative stuff why we need to go that way. 
when God is saying, look, my arms are wide open, son and daughter. I want you, I want to please you. All right, here we go. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thoughtful raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Oh. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? Yes, Lord. Oh, ye of little faith. Mm. Therefore, take no Oh, I think God just gave us the key right there. That is the key. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, ye of little faith. That is what that is. When we have this man-pleasing spirit, it is a lack of faith. That Okay, Lord, we receive that. Because if we really trusted in the Lord, that if every man on planet Earth rejected us, God would still be there, we wouldn't do it. You see what I mean? Hallelujah, Jesus. We received that today. Yes, Lord. No thought saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Yes, Lord. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Profound verse. That is it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Yes, Lord. In other words, when my mom got saved years ago, she was an alcoholic, and the devil told her, if you go to church and give your life to the Lord, because see, also at the time, she was living with a very wealthy man, and she drove a beautiful, nice Lincoln. She had a maid. They would travel in a motor home, and they would drink all the time, and she ate steaks all the time, I and mean, she had the good life, right? The devil told her, because I started going to church, and she started getting convicted, and the devil told her, if you go to church, you will starve to get death and lose everything you have. Yes. So the devil lied to her and told her, if you give your life to the Lord, you're going to lose everything. And that is what God is saying. So what if you do? Am I not going to take care of you? Where is your faith? Let it go. Don't please man. Please me. I have rules and stipulations for you to go by. And I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm your father. So, you know what ended up happening? She ended up, uh, the day that she was going to go to church with me was on a revival on a Sunday morning. And she, she used to drink like a case of beer a day. And she got up that morning and popped a top about 8 o'clock in the morning so that she'd have an excuse not to go to church. I don't know why I'm sharing this, but I think somebody needs to hear it. And uh, she started drinking and drank a case of beer that day and got plastered. And the next morning, she went into work at 4 o'clock in the morning. And she was working in the deli at the store. She was the manager of the store. And she was so felt so guilty by what she did getting drunk the day before that she told the Lord, she said, Lord... If you will help me not to drink a beer today, I will go to church with June tonight. And she kept telling that boyfriend, 
She said, when I get saved, I'm leaving you. Because the Bible says I can't live with you in sin. So I will leave you when I get saved. And he said, well, don't go to church then. He didn't want her to go to church, but see, God was wooing her and I was praying for her. So God helped her not to drink a beer that day. And that night, she said when she walked in the church, she felt like this hand grabbed her chest so heavy like it was squeezing her. And it just like she felt this heaviness on her chest. When it came time, I mean, the man preached right to her. I mean, right to her. And uh, when it come time for the altar, you could literally see her squeezing the pew in front of her like this. The battle of going down there. And the Lord told me to tell her this. I told her, I said, Mom, the Lord said that he's waiting for you down there. And he loves you. And after that, she went like this. And let go of that pew. Ran down there. I'm going to cry. But... She ran down there, and she bawled like a baby, and she gave God her all. And she said, Lord, I'm so sorry. And God delivered her from alcoholism that night. And uh, the next night, she went home and told him she got saved. And she told him she was going to move out Saturday. This was on a Monday. And the next day, she went to church, and God delivered her from cigarettes. She smoked three to four packs a day. And on that and she told him she was quitting that job, too. She said, when I get saved, I am uh, going to move out, and I'm not going to work for you anymore because I can't have anything to do with you. I don't, you know, want to be involved in this lifestyle anymore. So that Saturday, she moved out. And he didn't believe her. She didn't come into work. And he didn't believe her. And so, anyways, my mom just passed away. And she uh, was a state of Christian from that moment. And that was 1988. And she stayed faithful to the Lord all them years. I'm very proud of her. But sure enough, he delivered her. Okay, so... Let's finish this off. We're on verse 34. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. I know why I was telling you that. Provision. So she ends up moving back to the old house she had before she met him. And she went back to nothing. She quit that job and everything and... You know, the Lord took care of her until the day she died. And she was always a tither. She believed in tithing. And she died at 75 years old. And she always said, I never went without food. And I know it was because I tithed. The Lord took care of her her entire life because she honored him. And uh, her and that guy ended up getting married. And uh, they ended up getting married, but it only lasted three years. And she never married again. But now she is uh, up there in heaven, and she's rejoicing with the Lord. Amen. So I'll get to see her soon. But anyways, bride, I want to encourage you not to be a man pleaser, be a God pleaser. And especially in this hour with the judgment coming this year, you know, we need to check our hearts.
and uh, make sure that we have it in the right place and that we're pleasing the Lord during this hour. Uh, people need to hear the truth. Uh, they don't need... I mean, we have so much people-pleasing gospel out there right now. It's just sickening. And uh, they need to hear the truth so that they can be set free and become the men and women of God that God has called them to be. Amen. All right, bride. Well, um, hey, here we go. Let's uh, read 1 Timothy 6.20. Oh, Timothy, guard the deposit entrusted to you. Avoid the irreverent, irreverent babble and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. 2 Corinthians 6.14 Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or fellowship has light with darkness? Galatians 3.28 There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are one, all one, in Christ Jesus. Alright, bride, well... Oh, here you go, John twelve forty three. For they love the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. God help us. That right there sums it up uh, really good right there. We definitely need to give God the glory and not man. Amen. All right, Brad. Well, I'm fixing to go meet with my team so we can pray for this. God bless you.